We started last week to learn the first of the three Ma'amarim that are printed in Chavis Al-Tamnidim. And this Ma'amar is really a continuation of picking up on some of the major inyanim in the Sefer. It's, it's teaching us, the purpose of the Ma'amar is to teach us how to have the right frame of mind when we learn a Chassidish Sefer. What are we, what are we trying to accomplish when we learn one of the Svarmakadashim? And what is the proper state of mind? So the Rabbi here is returning to something which which he spoke about earlier in the Sefer. And a little bit later we'll go back and take a look there. The the Gemara Sachim, where Hillel, when he came to Etzisrael, had a certain suffix regarding the din of of um, Erev Pesach that fell out on Shabbos and how to prepare and bring the knife for the carbon Pesach and there was a suffix in Halacha and he concluded let's go see what are the Jews doing what's happening and we could trust when we see this we'll be able to trust that they know what they're doing because Yisrael Amein and Nevi'im B'nai Nevi'im Heng so Hillel refers to the Jewish people as B'nai Nevi'im the children of prophets and because of this Yichus of being B'nai Nevi'im that he, uh, he was able to say with complete with complete certainty that Hanach Lahem Yisrael that they're going to do the right thing they'll do Kiddin Hanach Lahem Yisrael so we we already saw the that the Rebbe asked the question that it can't be that just because just because Jews have grandparents who are Nevi'im that that entitles them to some sort of special uh, to some special quality where they they know what to do without without necessarily being able to explain al pihalacha why they're doing those things or they're living a certain way and they're not explaining or justifying certain things in their lives because the grandfather, the great-grandfather, because we come from the Vim. And Hillel was so completely comfortable with this and certain with this. So there must be a, a deeper meaning to this concept or this title of every Jew being a Ben-Navi. And this, and this Mitzvah of each and every one of us being a Ben-Navi this is something which exists nowadays as well. So, in order to understand who we are, we have to know what it means. What's, what's the meaning of a Ben Navi? So, on Kuf Samach, the last paragraph on Kuf Samach. Aval Royim Beposik, Shahan Neviim Akhtanim Shalinispar Sem Shmam, Nikru Bnei Neviim. We see in Tanakh that there were minor Nevi'im, or younger Nevi'im. There were many, many Nevi'im whose Nevu'ah, whose prophecy was never recorded, never publicized or recorded for us. For different reasons that the Gemara explains in a number of places. But there were many, many such Nevi'im. And these were called Nikru B'nai Nevi'im. We don't know their names, but we know that there were many of them who were learning and studying the Darche HaNevuah, the paths of Nevuah, of prophecy by the Nevi'im. And we don't even have names. So Targum translates B'nai Nevi'im not as children or descendants of prophets, but Talmidim, the disciples of the Nevi'im. Now, these were not only Nevi'im in training, but we know and we see that there were times that they also, that they actually were able to be Makabal Nevu'ah, that they had Nevu'ah. So they were not only preparing, but they actually, the B'nai Nevi'im, did in fact practice Nevu'ah. 
וגם כאן שאומר אל ראיהו בדבר השם הקייני, there the Navi is talking about the, uh, the story there with, with, when Achav, when the king had Rachmanus on, on uh, Ben Hadad, the king of Aram, and against the will of Hashem he went and he made a bris, Achav made a bris with uh, Ben Hadad, and, this, uh, and Hashem is Baruch, was very upset, and over there, the Navi tells us that there was a certain person, Mibnei Hanavim. There was a Jew who, who was from those Talmidim, from those disciples from the Bnei Hanavim. And the Navi says it's, a, it's, a, it's an unusual, unusual ma'isa. We're not going to go into it now. But the, one, this person who was from the Bnei Hanavim said to somebody else, B'Shem Hashem, he said in the name of Hashem, Hakeni, hit me. And that person, and the person did not accept, did not trust, did not believe that that was B'Shem Hashem. And he refused to do that. And a lion came and it killed that person because he didn't listen to the Devar Hashem that was coming through that Ben Navi. That's, what the, that's, what's, that's what's going on over there. Ach Mashmo's tables of B'nei HaNavim. Shloi Nikru Talmidei Nevim Kipshatan. So, he says, this term, B'nei Nevi'im, was not only that they were studying by the Nevi'im. He says, So the Rebbe explains, a person who knows how to learn a lot, a person who is a big Talmud Chacham, is called a Lamdan. And then there are other people who they're not really um, such learners. They're not such Tamil Chachamim. They know how they learn a little bit. Karim B'nai Torah. They're called B'nai Torah. Gamkein B'shem B'nai Mechanim They're referred to with the term B'nai Torah. Now B'nai Torah, as the Rebbe explains, couldn't possibly mean that they're the children of Torah. We see that in Lashma Kaidish and Chazal, we have many times that the word Ben or B'nai is not referring to genealogy that somebody is the biological child of somebody else, but it's referring to the Etzem Ha'ish. It's telling us who the essential person is. To say that a person is a ben tyra, the same we say a person is a ben bias. What does it mean that a person is a ben bias? So what it means that the, the bias gave birth to him? So a ben bias? A ben bias has nothing to do with, with, uh, with biology. A ben bias is somebody who wherever he goes in the world, he feels a connection to that home, to that place. He, he thinks a certain way, he dresses a certain way, he talks a certain way because of the bias that gave birth to him, but it's not a physical birth. It means that this is, this is the etzem ha'isha, this is who he is. K'moi muftach lo, page kuf samach alaf, k'moi muftach lo, shuhu ben olam haba. So also, what does that mean? We find different places... In Chazal, where a person is guaranteed that he's a ben olam haba. She'en ha'mashmol she'oviv ha'olam haba v'hu beno. Obviously, it doesn't mean that his father is olam haba and he's the son. Elah la'etzim shelo. It's telling us something about who this person really, really is. That he's a ben olam haba. Even when he's walking in this world and he's breathing and he's alive. He's not, he hasn't left the world. In this world, he's a ben olam haba. He's a person that already is infused with olam haba to give things, whatever that means. He's comfortable in that, in that way of olam haba. That's the etzim shalai. Shu ben olam haba. He's an olam haba to person. And this is also the meaning of B'nai Taira. It's a tremendous compliment when somebody is referred to as a Ben Taira. It's a tremendous compliment. What does that mean? So he says, As ha'anoshim shi'cholim lulmad chumashumad gemara. 
we're not talking, the Rebbe explains, it's not a Lamdan. We're not talking about a Lamdan. We're not talking about a big Rosh Hashiva. But it's somebody, a Bentaira, at least how it was used in those days, was a Bentaira was somebody who was certainly familiar with Chumash and Mepharshim, and he was also able to learn some Gemara. Shekar Mosam B'nei Tarah Loes Ma'at Tarosam Belvad Mitzayinu Magbil HaKinu Hazeh Now, there wasn't a tremendous amount of Tarah You could find this Chavra that if you test them, if you test them on uh, on Shas, it wouldn't necessarily it wouldn't necessarily uh, come out to be uh, honor students in Shas Right, so they know they they, they learned their few blot. They did a couple of Rebbe Kivegas, uh, you know, a few Tysis here and there. But the person can still be a Ben Can still be Ben So what does that mean? So he says it can't be that that small amount of Torah that the person really knows would would already define and distinguish him as as being somebody who is proficient enough to have such a title as a Ben Torah. So it must mean that it's talking about something something else. Besides the Torah, Elagam is kolat smusam, she'enim esnagim ka'anoshim gasim va'amei ha'aretz. I said, we understand, what is a Ben Torah? A Ben Torah means, a child of Torah means, that this is somebody, even though he might not be a scholar, even though it's someone who might have forgotten most of his learning, he doesn't re- remember all the Gemaras, he doesn't remember, or he went to one of those yeshivas where he spent seven years learning Tublat or something. So he doesn't have much, you know, under his belt. He doesn't know much. But he's a Bentire. And the meaning here of Bentire is that there's something essentially different in who he is. And in every single every single thing that he does, there is Tyra. And how he talks, he's careful with how he speaks, how he dresses, how he conducts himself in business. He's a Ben Tyra. He's a product of Torah. His mohus, his etzem, is Torahdik. B'nai Torah do not behave kanoshem gasem, like 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 unrefined prost people. Vamei ha'aretz. V'kinui hazeb b'nai Torah keneged ha'kinui amei ha'aretzu. This term, B'nai Torah, was to distinguish, to make a, a clear difference between B'nai Torah, certain types of, a certain type of a Jew that's called a Ben Torah, <clears throat> and the less complimentary title of being an Am Ha'aretz. And an Am Ha'aretz, again, does not have, is not only, is not only referring to a deficiency in knowledge. An Am Ha'aretz is not only somebody that doesn't know. Shagam it's true and Amaritz also doesn't know much, but that's not all. Amaritz means more than that or less than that. And Amaritz means that this person's entire way of living is artsius. It's earthly. Earthly in terms of how he eats how he talks to his wife, how he relates to his kids, how he acts in business. It, it's not himmeldic, it's not heavenly, it's earthly. And earthly means it's begasus. Sometimes you can have a person that learned a lot of Torah, and he's not a Ben Torah. He knows a lot. And some of it you could test in many Masechtas. But he's not a Ben Torah because that's not his home. That's not who he is. That's not his. That's not his perspective. That's not how he looks at the world through the eyes of Torah. And even though he might know a lot, he's an Am Ha'aretz. He's from the earth dwellers. That's what Am Ha'aretz means. Those who dwell upon the earth, and that's what he's comfortable with. So it could be somebody who knows a lot, but his behavior is unrefined. His midas are unrefined. He sits in the company of people who are who are not Yerushalayim, who are not filled with Yerushalayim. Kamoshim of Eretz Hagemara Ezuah Amaretz, 
We see that in Chazal, the Am Haaretz was not only a person who didn't know Torah, although that's true. It's how he conducted himself. In those days, Nahmaris was a was a chosh of Amharitz, was a real Amharitz. These were people who didn't even put on film. Shaina Magadla's Bana the Torah. These were people these were people who didn't raise their children to be Tamil Khamim. They didn't raise their children to be Tamil Kham to Shainam Shainam Magadla's Bana the Torah, whatever that means, Shainam Magadla's but doesn't mean that the children didn't learn any Torah. Maybe they had forty minutes a day period in Gemara in between biology and English. They had a little Gemara or something. But Shainam Magadla's Bana the Torah. These were people who did not who did not establish it as a precedent and as a goal in their lives to raise their children with Torah. Even though it's true that the main quality that caused these individuals to be known as Amiharits was their lack of knowledge, their ignorance of Torah. And that's why they didn't put on film, that's why they didn't do a lot of things. But as a result of their lack of Torah learning, everything about them was different. Everything about them was different. Everything was, everything was, was when an Amiharits, everything was, was, was tainted with that, with that quality of of being an Amaris. I'll shame I'll call Nikra. It's not just lack of knowledge. It's all of the refinement and nobility that goes with a person who's a ben, that goes with a person who's who's learning Torah. And who's affected by the Torah that he learns. Cain Habinet Torah Av Shainam Loimdim so you can have a person who's a Ben Torah even though it's a person that might not be learning right now, and he might not, and he might not even know so much Torah, he might not know so much Torah. Whatever Torah, this is what it means to Ben Torah, that whatever Torah is inside this person, it already has taken, it already has had an effect. It's taken hold of the person. It's changed his life. I saw somewhere recently in a in a safe in a book that there was somebody that that sent a young man. To just to to, uh, to meet Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, and he went to Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, and he wasn't sure why his Rabbi sent him to Rabbi Yaakov. There wasn't any particular question. He went to Rabbi Yaakov, and he spoke to Rabbi Yaakov a few minutes, and he came back to his Rabbi, and the Rabbi, and he, you know, he didn't understand why did the, why did you send me to see Rabbi Yaakov? So he said, I wanted you to see what the Torah can do to a person. I want you to see what the Torah makes from a person. What's it, what's it, what does it mean to be? What does it mean to be a Jew? Whose, whose every single gesture or word is, is filled with Torah. And that's, what's, that's what a Ben Torah is. They're different, he says, they're different because the Torah becomes part of who this person is. Gamkein B'Shem Shemitzayin is Kol Atzmam. The name Ben Torah is telling us about who the person is. Umagbila Mizulasam Nikroim B'nei Torah. And this distinguishes them and separates them from everybody else. They're called B'nai Torah. That's why, you know, the whole the, the whole thing that goes on, like, you know, you have you have a, a, a person that during the year he acts a certain way and he dresses a certain way, he talks a certain way, and then when it's summer, it's like a different sewer. During the summer, I'm not talking about when a guy's playing ball or something, but there's a different sewer of a person during the summer of who he is and what he, how he spends his time and how he dresses. Every single thing is different. Every single thing is different. You know, okay, when it comes to shachlis, he'll, you know, he'll throw on some lavush or mincha to look like a shtickle, you know, whatever. It's like, like the story that I told you about, you know, with the Balshamtiv, uh, they told the nice, you know, so you put a, like putting a hat on a, on a fed, on a horse. So, the, so, but the, but a ben Torah, and again, not, it's not a question of what the particular uniform is. Is in that yeshiva, 
or where that person comes from. That's not the point. The point is, a bentar is a bentar 12 months a year. A bentar is a bentar wherever he goes and with whoever he's sitting. Not just when he's steiging in yeshiva and then he has ben hazmanim. And ben hazmanim is already not a bentar. He dresses a different way, he acts a certain way, he has different company, he's involved in, the, in, in different uh, different <coughs> types of recreation that are not the ones that he would engage in while he's in yeshiva. So we understand, he's a nice boy, he's a nice boy, get him a nice shidduch, a ben Torah, it's not poshit. A ben Torah, there's no such thing as a ben Torah for 10 months or for 11 months. A ben Torah means the same way if someone's a ben bias. A ben bias means 12 months, or like they say, uh, 7, something like, what's this, 7, 20, 24, 7, something like that. It means that's what a ben, a ben bias is wherever he goes. He lives in the way that was established for him, and that he, and that was that, that he absorbed when he was in that home. So it could be that he's thousands of miles away from that house, but but the house is still every single every single thing that he does and every 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 word that he says, you could see the roshim of the of the bias, but. But when a person is learning in yeshiva all year long, and then when it's a ben azmanim, he doesn't pick up a sefer, or the way that he, what he does, or how he dresses, and how he conducts himself is not that way. So he might, he's a nice boy, a ben is not a ben There are no vacations from being a ben there's no, there's no time off from being a ben That's who you are. It's talking about the atzmius of the person, the essence of the person is what is Torah. According to what he understood, he received from his rebbeim. I'm not saying again. I'm not making that this has, the guy has to go. Uh, the guy has to go uh, with his sitches out of with pace. Whatever he was makabel. I'm saying in his yeshiva with his with his rebbeim. But if those inconsistencies <coughs> indicate that he hasn't yet become transformed into a shtick Torah, he hasn't been transformed into a chefzal Torah. <laughs> So it's not a matter just of what a person knows or how much a person has learned. You could have someone that learned much less, but he's a ben Torah. And the Torah, is, and the Torah him and the Torah that he's learned, whatever it is, on his level, they're inseparable. They're inseparable. Masha'in ken halamdan so the person who's a big Talmud Chacham, who knows a lot, he says, that's not necessarily telling us about, about uh, in terms of his behavior, how it appears, how it surfaces in his behavior. And that doesn't necessarily distinguish him from other Bnei Torah. Ki gam ha-Bnei Torah b'derech ha-Torah misnagim. By true Bnei Torah, you wouldn't necessarily know. By seeing them in the marketplace, you wouldn't necessarily know whether whether Ruvain is a Lamdan and Shimon is just is not a Lamdan. Because both of them are behaving as Bnei Torah. L'chein shuv al-Talmudo nikra Lamdan. That's why we need a new name for this Talmud Chacham. We call him a Lamdan. Because the Bentar is also acting in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way. He's he's completely in everything that he does. He's Torah. So what distinguishes the the, the Talmud Chacham? We call him Alamdan. Not only does he act, not only does he live this way, but in addition to that, he has this he has this deluxe quality of being Alamdan. What he knows how to learn. <coughs> but that's that's a Haisafa. That's in addition to the fact that he's a Bentar. And that distinguishes him from other Bnei Torah. So in that yeshiva, and that yeshiva, the yeshiva is filled with Bnei Torah, but there are a few guys that, that, that everybody knows, oh, he's a Lamdan. He's a Lamdan. He's a Talmud Chacham. So now we come back to these Bnei HaNeviim. Kain Talmidi HaNeviim. The students, the disciples of the Neviim. As long as when they were still at a stage when they were not great neviim, in other words, like lamdanim, they were not they were not um, proficient in this in this uh, kayak of nevuah. 
Nevertheless, al-shem atzmam nikru b'nei neviyim. They were still referred to by all the Jews as b'nei neviyim. Look, there's a ben navi. That person's that. That person's a ben navi, like a ben tyre, a ben navi. What does that mean? Shahaya behem ma'at neviyus. Just like a ben turret was not is not necessarily somebody that, that that knows shas, and he might know just a little bit, but a ben turret, as we learn, means that even though he hasn't learned a lot, but whatever he's learned is in the bones. It's him. It's changed him. It's transformed him. He's not the same person. Him and the Torah are one. It's not like someone that learns about halacha and then his whole life is inconsistent with what halacha. He learns about all these different things and and it's not like that philosopher that I once told you that it was acting in a way that was completely inconsistent with the philosophy that he was teaching. And one of the students asked, how could that be? And he said, well, Einstein wasn't a triangle. Einstein was a great mathematician. It doesn't mean that he was a triangle. So I'm I'm a great expert in ethics. That doesn't mean that I'm ethical. I'm just a big maven in ethics. We understand that. That's not what a bentire is. And any bentire that and, and if you see somebody that's learning in yeshiva and he does something that that is completely contradicting what he learns, so we're all we're, we're all shocked by that. That's why that's why everybody. That's why the media and and all of the and all of the uh, media. The, uh, uh, delight so much in any article that's about some rabbi that that uh, that's that's acting non-rabbinically. That's the that's the most geschmack thing in the world for the for, for people to read, right? That's 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 wonderful. They're in, the people enjoy that. Or if they hear a story about the rabbi, you think he's such a rabbi. He's not such a rabbi. To to catch the rabbi in a non-rabbinical in a non-rabbinical uh, situation. Brings great delight to many adoring fans. Because why? Because the inconsistency is so is so shocking. It's so shocking. Just like the whole America was going crazy, rightfully so, because of the avla that was taking place and still takes place with the galochim, with the galochim of the children, especially in, in in Boston. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened after there, just because a family park or something. What happened? Why there's such a ruach in Boston? <laughs> I don't know what it has to do with Kali Yastrzemski and the and the rest of them. Uh, something went wrong in Boston. The MS is probably the same everywhere. It's just for some reason that they botched up with uh, they botched up with uh, in Boston with being able to conceal things the right way. Somebody like somebody squealed or something. Mustam is the same everywhere, but but the, everybody's this like was a crazy. How could it be? Because we understand they're right. People are right for being shocked. They're right because because it's supposed to be a man of God. And the inconsistency is so shocking that, that people can't get over it. This, uh, how could that be? These are men of God. So, so lahavdal elf alfei havdolas, elf alfei havdolas ben atami vahatar, a ben tayra, a ben navi, means he might not he might not be the biggest maven in nevius. He might not be holding by a madrega of nevius to be able let's say to practically. Be a Navi as the Gedolei Hanavim, as the Navi, like a Lamdim. But the Rebbe explains Shahaya Behem Maat Navius. That little Navius was that little little Koyich of Navua. Now these were great people, obviously. We're not able to muster up any Navua. But that little Navius, V'Chol Atzmam V'Hanhagosam Nishtana. Next page, Mishar Ha'Am Be'etzem V'Hanhagin Navuas. It means that they were unique. These B'nai Nevi'im, and wherever they went, Jews, the Amei Ha'aretz, the regular Yidim would say, Oh, that's a Ben Navi. That's a Ben Navi. Those, are from the, those guys over there, they're from the B'nai Ha'nevi'im. Not that they wore t-shirts that said Ben Navi, or Yamaka Ben Navi. These were B'nai Nevi'im because every single thing that they did, there was a Hanhog in the Vuas in them. They acted in a Nevuasdik way. Again, we're not familiar with that. If you learn the Rambam, you say that Torah, you learn Perek Zayin, Perek Ches, you get a little bit of a taste of what We don't know, we're so far, from, we're so far removed. The Rebbe talks about it, we're so far removed from the Vua. We don't have an understanding. That's why if you go, if you go to Terry Tisrael, so there, there could be a thousand people standing around, you know, uh, the Tzion uh, of the Beis Yosef and the Al and everybody's crowding around, is crowding around the Arizal. These are great, great, great holy people. But then, like you know, you make a stopover by Chavaka Kanovi. It's like you know, it's an extra. 
it's just very, you know, like, you know, Tariq or two, it's not really, you know, could I have to stop over? <laughs> you know, I'm going to make a stop over. I'm enjoying my day. i got to get that Tzvass. And Tzvass, I have the Beis of the Ariyah, the Al Shachar Kaddish. We're going to go to Tzvass. And along the way, there's Chavaka Kanavi. And even in Tzvass, there's Hoshea Ben Benu. Hoshea. A Klenikai. A Navi. So Tzvass says, how come, how come the Olam is not crowding around the, not crowding around the, the Tziyunim, the Kvaris of Nevi'im? Because it's so vite, it's so we have so, so we have no shaykhs to it at all. Not that not that we have a shaykhs to the Ariya Kodesh or to Beis Yosef, you understand? But but later later they were talking about Achrayim. So there's a, a tip, a drop, a drop of a little bit of a something. But to go to uh, to go to the scene of a navi, Chavaku Kanavi, we have a we have a hasaga. How many of us? Now don't raise your hands. How many of us ever bothered to even learn his sefer? To learn his safer. But but if they but but uh, you know a, a new a new book comes out uh, from from Rabbi Kaplan, Oliver Shalom, so we'll run to try. You know everybody will run to try to get it. Or if you have you know a, a, a gishmaka safer that comes out and there's interesting different term, yeah, chavaku kanavi. What about treya, sir? What about treya, sir? I'm a, I would be uh, it's embarrassing to even name treya, sir. You can get like a prize <laughs> if you name Treya, so you know, it's like a whole thing to name Nevi'im. Nevi'ei Hashem. And these were the Nevi'im that were, that the Nevu'ahs and Nevu'ah Ladeiris, like the Gemara says, that's recorded for all time. Chavaka Kanavi. Chavaka Kanavi. And his seed, you know, you were, I was there, but Hashem. But to get to Chavaka, they're not, there's no major, it's not a major tourist site, but Chavaka Kanavi. It's not a major thing. Uh, lately, lately, they're a little bit more. But because uh, we're getting closer to Mashiach, and there's maybe there's already has a little bit of a hisiris of the nevuah, of a, of a, of a connection to nevuah, but stam, not. He says, but the neviim, they, they were called the name neviim, and everybody would know that's a ben navi, that's a ben navi by how the person, how he, we don't understand what it means, but he conducted himself in such a way that him and nevuah were inseparable, even though he wasn't the biggest navi. Just like the Ben is not necessarily a big Tamachachim. He might not be a Tamachachim at all, but he's a, but he's a Ben Torah. Whatever Torah he has, has changed him and made him into somebody different. <coughs> you remember I told this to you at the end of this month, before the summer, about that mishpacha of mine, about my, my, uh, my brother-in-law's father, who was a, a big London, and that he was by Rabbi Yeruchim. And I asked him, and I asked about Rabbi Yochum. You remember, I asked him about what, what did you see by Rabbi Yochum. First, he didn't like. He got very upset when I asked him about Gedolim. He, he right away, he, you know, he, right away he made fun of me. He's America with the Gedolim. Gedolim. He started giving me a whole thing. He said, you know, we were busy learning. We didn't have time for you know Gedolim thing, Gedolim stories. We were learning. But then I asked him about Rabbi Yochum, and he said to me, you remember the lashon I told you? He said, he said, he asked me, did you ever, did you ever? See how pickles are made, and I said yes. My mother, we used, my mother used to always make. We used to have homemade pickles. I said yeah. He said well, that's what Reb Yochum did to me. I said what? He said he pickled me. <laughs> I said what does that mean? So he gets he's you know uh, an alta litvak you know. So he says you don't know what it means. He pickled me. Every one of us for the rest of our lives. We can't be the same as we were before we met him. He did something to us. We don't know what. But for those years that we were by him, when we left him, ever since we were by Rabbi Yeruchim, all of us can't look at the world the same way that we did before we were by him. We can't act the same way. There's something. It happened. We were pickled. We don't remember when or what day. Just something happened. A Ben-Navi... But Benavi means, what does it mean to be pickled? To be pickled means that if you just stick a cucumber in for a second and you pull them out, it's just a cucumber. But when the cucumber is, is aged in that and it absorbs it and, and, the, and every single little cell has, has that, has that it, it, every single cell is pickled dick. So that, that even sounds like Yiddish word. That every single cell has that quality of pickle. It's no longer a cucumber. It's, it's something different. It's something different. And you see that. And, that, and, and, and I, I think about that a lot. I was just talking to one of the Chavarim the other day. You know, we were, we were talking about... He was telling me about... Uh, you know, he's in yeshiva. And he was telling me about his rebbeim in yeshiva. And, and I was telling him about... You know, 
the, the way the rebellion that, that I had 30 years ago, 35 years ago, that I remember. And, and this generation, you know, it sounds like this thing that, that old people say, and, you know, we, we, we never liked when, like, our father said this stuff, like, you know, you think you know something, you saw something. Because, of course, there are many wonderful, wonderful, fine Tamil that are in the world now, Baruch Hashem. But how do you explain to somebody, what does it mean? What does it mean? What, you know, when we saw the seer of Moshe, the seer of Yaakov. And, and what was that? That's why, that's why I, I always made a point with my son, I, and I wanted Davke that, that if he's going to go, you know, Yeshiva, I said, at least go to see Reb Zelig Epstein. Take a look at Reb Zelig. I always tell him, I go, watch Reb Zelig. Watch Reb Zelig. Follow him. You don't have to ask him anything. Just I always tell Ushi, look at Reb Zelig. Just see Reb Zelig. Watch how he, watch how he walks, how he, pours, how he pours himself a cup of coffee. Watch Reb Zelig. Because I, I said to Ushi, because there's going to come a time he shall live until 120. There's very, very, very little left of that in the world. Because, because Reb Zelig is saturated. He's saturated with Reb Shimon. He's filled with that. With that, with that, what that was, and and we, with all of the learning that's going on now, we can't have that back. It's gone. It's it's gone. And they're 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 big time in the chum now, Baruch Hashem. But but there's something there that's, that we that we can't get back. And that what we saw growing up with our eyes, and of course you take it for granted. And my father used to tell me, look, my father told me the same thing. Look and watch and go and see. Because you're not going to see this for much longer. To see what this is, there's a hanhagen nevuis. That's what the Rebbe is explaining. A ben navi. There's a hanhagen nevuis in everything that he did. Va'anavi hagod la'ashem nevuos agdal nikra k'maylam den hagod k'nis kolel. The big nevim, the ones who are mamish mamish saying over nevuos, said like a labden. The big navi is called a navi. But lemaisa, the big navi and the little navi, the ben nevim, they acted in the same way. They acted in a similar way. But the Navi was someone who was great in Nevi's. But they but whether you were a Ban Navi or you're a Navi, you were somebody that was pickled. You were somebody that was different. You weren't the same anymore. You were a different person. You poured your coffee in a different way. You spoke to people in a different way. You looked at the you looked at the world in a different way. And every single thing that you everything that you did was had had what a ruach nevuah in it. Even though you weren't saying things nevuah, but it, it was everything had nevuah in it. That ruach of nevuah in it. Now Hillel, when it was when he was in Yushalayim, when he came from Babel to, to Eretz Yisrael, and he had the Shailan Halacha, no, what's what are we going to do? What's going to be? He was brought to him. What's going to be? Erev Pesach, Shabbos. What's going to be? With the knife and the carbon paste. I don't know what's going to be. So Hillel was saying, look, if we stop one of these Yidin, we stop Yankala here, he's running, he's getting ready for, for, for Shabbos, for Pesach. If we stop him, we ask him, why are you carrying the knife in that way, the way that they did it with the animals inside? Why, why are you carrying it that way? He wouldn't be able to tell you Rashi, Tosis, he wouldn't be able to tell you Rabbi Vega, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to tell you that it's uh, is like this, or Shomazamas is like that. Nevertheless, what was Hillel saying? In the way that when he looked around and he saw that this is what the Jews were doing, this is what this is what the Yidden were doing. He said, Hillel was saying, look. Even though if we would ask one of these Jews, what uh, could you explain? Alpidin, you explain? How does one how does one carry the knife? Shabbos, which is Erev Pesach, to shech the carbon Pesach. If you would ask Alpidin to explain the din, he wouldn't be able to say over like any kind of a shir. He wouldn't understand. He wouldn't know. But he would know what to do. Omar b'nei neviim hein. So look how look what Hillel said. He said, "Hanach lehem liYisrael." He could trust Jews. Imloi neviim hein. They, not, they might not know to be able to explain, but b'nei neviim heim, b'nei neviim heim, 
Ruach Nevius Nimsa. In the etzim. In, in, it, it, that's what I meant by satchel. That's what I meant when I was telling, that I said to tell my, that I tell my son, go see Reb Zelig. This is a, they, there is, there, it, there is a walking Torah, it's a walking Navi. Shabbatsum Bisnagusum Ruach Nevius Nimsa. There's a Ruach Nevius in Kla Yisrael. And this is what, you know, I'm not going to, again, because I, I say this so often that I, I don't want to go over and over again. This is why last, last year that, I, that some of the Chavah saw this article from Moshe Kapel that, that some of you from the, that, and, and, and just, what is it, what are we losing? What are we losing? With all the Torah that's being studied and, and you, could, you could have now a Rebbe on the internet. You never even have to meet him. He doesn't even have to exist, I guess, you know. It could, it could all be done. You could have, your, 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 a person's Rebbe could be dead. You could be listening to tapes. You never even met your Rebbe. And with all the time, and you could be someone that could say over the fanciest tires in the world, but but this, the meaning of a ben tire of a ben navi My father's uncle says I never took a class like in midos tovos. He never had like you know, he never heard like mustashmuzin. You know, and whatever he heard, whatever he heard, uh, whatever oh, oh, you know, seventy years ago, whatever he heard. Whether he remembers it or doesn't remember it, it's almost impossible to remember those schmoozen. But in every single thing that he does, there's that ruach of, of what he saw and of how they lived. And every single thing that he does, and how he conducts himself in terms of his midas, in terms of his everything, everything. There's nothing that's michutz. There's, I've never ever seen in my father any inconsistency with that in my life. There's never a moment that's off. There's never a vacation from being who he is. No such thing. No such thing. It's, that's who he is. That's the person. What you see is what you get. And what you're looking at is something from, from an earlier world. And even though there could be, even though all of the grandchildren could be saying, but Zaidi, the Zaidi is not like this, and like that, doesn't make it. It doesn't move him at all. He doesn't care about public opinion. He doesn't care about what they say now, what they do now. This is it. That's it. Because it's because it's atzmius. And atzmius means it is who you are. Just like we were saying about the bentara. The bentara is not the bentara. The Bentaira is somebody who's a Bentaira 24 hours, seven days of the week, the entire year. That's what it means, a Bentaira. Uksiyavola, Maisevan Hagar, that's why Hillel said. <coughs> then when it comes to Maisevan Hagar, what the Jews are doing, they know what to do. They know what to do. They saw it. They saw it. They whether they could explain where they saw it, how they saw it. That's why nowadays there's more and more disregard and disrespect for minhagim, the minhagim of a shul. Those small things that are so important to being Jewish, the small things. That's why. And again, I'm sorry to come back and, and like you know, a broken record. <clears throat> That's why the, the the disrespect nowadays for ha- for even the mifta the, the pronunciation of words that our parents our grandparents spoke lashon hakodesh a certain way they davened a certain way there's a there's a complete disrespect a disrespect for that that's why I get so upset about it and that's the, uh, upset I me mean, not not you know upset as I told you it doesn't mean I have a taina it just hurts me that it's happening. Because because I'm trying as much as possible and to hold on to that ruach that we had and that lived with us and carried us through all of Galus. And, and that whole that whole mahalach of that that not that whole mahalach uh, you know that 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 that, that uh, thinks that what that good Shabbos is like you know a thing of the past 
and now it has to be Shabbat Shalom. It's not Good Shabbos, it's Shabbat Shalom. And Good Shabbos, last Friday night, I was, I was, uh, I was going to Shalom Zohar, so the husband and wife, I, I don't know them, I try to always say, I, I, I try to always say Good Shabbos when I see Jews. So I said Good Shabbos to this couple, so I was right next to them, I said Good Shabbos, Mamish, like, with a smile, are you Good Shabbos, the way a Jew should say Good Shabbos, I say Good, say good Shabbos. So he looked at me in the face and he, Refused to answer. He must be upset with me about something. I don't know who he is, but he's upset with me. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe he didn't hear. I don't know. I was right next to him. I said, Good Shabbos. He looked at me and he looked away. And she said, Shabbat Shalom. And then they both left and, you know, walked away into the sunset. And I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, I was more upset about the Shabbat Shalom than than than, than the uh, so that's crazy. What's wrong with Shabbat? Now, if she would be a Sfardi, should that be? It's nothing. I have no problem with Sfardi saying Shabbat Shalom. We don't say Shabbat Shalom. We say Good Shabbos. We say Good Shabbos because my father said Good Shabbos, and my grandfather said Good Shabbos, and I don't need anybody to come and tell me that nowadays, nowadays, in order that we should be able to identify with 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 Jews in Israel, I have to say Shabbat Shalom. I identify with the Jews of Israel, and I can say Good Shabbos too. Now, I don't have to say Shabbat Shalom. And you know, it's not something which I could explain in halacha. It's a hergish that I have. That we're going, we're getting off track. And this is part of it. This is part of something that's going wrong. And it has to do with the amount of learning. It has to do with the amount of Yerash too. It has to do with Yerash also. It's not just, it's not just that we can't say good Shabbos. It's not good anymore. Without Zaydis and Bobby said good Shabbos. It's not good anymore. Or to say Advar Torah. <laughs> What Dvar Torah? It's not Torah anymore. I don't have to be Torah, a Torah. What's Torah? I'm not a Svaradi, I don't say Torah. Even the Svaradi don't say that. It's always like, they have to, it has to be even more than the Svaradi. They don't say that, even in Edsol they don't say that. But, that. but it's not, again, it's not because, it's not because, and I repeat what I said last week, that those who, uh, that's not a time because people were raised in those yeshivas and the kids are now saying this and it's all mixed up if you listen to the B'chalal, if you listen to how they daven when, when one of the chavah, when they daven for the Ahmed a tough, a sof, a kometz, a pasach, a bilbul because they hear the father says uh, uh, the father davens the way that he learned when we grew up in New York, I didn't go to a, I didn't go to a, a yeshiva, she yeshiva I went to YCQ there wasn't and we have Chavayim here that went to the same yeshivas. There wasn't such a thing as Shabbat or Sukkot or Shavuot. We were modern kids. We had we had our names on our yarmulke, <laughs> and we didn't say Sukkot. We we say Shavuot, and we loved Israel. It's a disregard and a disrespect, and it's a chutzpah klape the earlier generations. That's what it is. And, and and many many other things are, are we're going to see Hashem Yirachem are being dragged down and dragged away from Klai Yisrael because of that, because that's just it's, it's, it seems like a small thing. The same when it comes to Minhage Yisrael Minhagim. So some of you you know you, I mean, I get that I I made an Indian about how you know shuls will take like if it's nice to make in the, and they'll, you'll have an Ashkenazi shul that is convenient to make it's convenient to make the Hoshanas that they'll make the Hoshanis right after Halal, right? Now everybody knows that Nusuch Svad and Alpida Ari, that the Hoshana comes right after Halal. Alpida Ramah, when is Hoshanis? After Musaf, correct? Yeah, but, so, so, but the island is leaving and it's nice, I already have my Lulavat, you know. <laughs> this, is the, this is the unraveling of Yiddishkeit. I know it sounds very dramatic. It's the unraveling of Yiddishkeit. Because it's the same svara, it's the same svara that, that began with conservative reform. It's a Yiddish kind of convenience, and what appeals to me, and what I think is, it's not what I absorbed or, or, what, I, or what I received. What I received, it's no longer what I received, what I absorbed. And what he's talking about here is the Ruach Nevuyas, is Shavala Maisev and Hagbaruch Ruach Nevuyas, Shabbatim Isnagusam Yedu, that a Jew that's mamish, mamish, every single fiber, every single cell is with that Kabbalah of what he was by the Zaydis and by the Bobbies, what they saw, what they received. It's not just something which is, like people think, ah, oh, you're so hung up on the past, like what is it? You think it was so great in Europe? That's not the point. I think that my, I think that my ancestors are great people, and I think that they were closer to Maimon Sinai. And I'm not saying, oh, so you think that by Mahomet Hasina they said Shabbos? <laughs> they didn't, they said Shabbat, probably by <laughs> I don't care. 
that they, that they said by Mamre, they said with the Baruch he, he said Shabbos. Everybody heard it their own way. So the Ramah the said Shabbos. That's for me. That's good enough for me. <coughs> and I got loose here. The Ramah also said Burichata. He didn't say Baruchata. The Ramah said Burichata. He was a Galician, the Ramah. But that's but the point is the point is that that it's it's disconnecting from the ruach from the atzmius of who we are. So the Rebbe goes on to explain, hey, you had neviim. There were neviim by the nations of the world also. You had neviim by the nations of the world. Of course, the greatest was Bilam. Bilam ksiv vayikar. What does that mean? So Chazal Rashi make the point when it says Vayikar that Hashem came to me. It was Mikra Haisa Sha'olamehem Navi. By the Goyim that there was a Navi, Vayikar means it was a Mikra, and even the Navi was Beterach Mikra means it was something that was not really consistent with who the Goyim are. There was an inconsistency that there was a Navi that Bush, because the Bereshit wanted that there should be a Navi for the reasons that it had to the Klai so that Hashem wanted there should be a Bilam by the Goyim. But the, but the fact that there was somebody who had a koyach of nevuah by the goyim, it says a loshen by bilam vayikar, which means it was a mikre. It was the mikre means it's inconsistent. It's not really who he is. It's not who he is. Like sometimes you see a chosh of a person that the chosh of a person makes a mistake. You understand that it's not. It's an inconsistency. It's not who he is. But he had this. He slipped. But it's not who he is. So by by the goyim, the fact that there was a navi, that there was that there was a that there was a certain level by a goyim, that doesn't. It was an, it was a slip up. You understand? There was something inconsistent. I will be Yisrael. By Klai Yisrael, Nevuah is what the Chis and the Atzmas of what? Of the entire Jewish people. In other words, with us, there's something wrong that we're not producing Nevi'im these days. It wasn't like a Novi was a Chiddush. We're dysfunctional. Be'emes, we should be producing Nevi'im. Be'emes, like Mashiach comes, Eshbech Aleichem Ruchi, Aleichem Ruchi, Be'emes is when Mashiach will come, so we'll return to who we're supposed to be, or the inner inner essence of our Kareich and will be fully revealed. But the fact that we're not saying Nevi'im now, that means there's something wrong with us. By a guy when he says Nevi'im, means there's something, when he says Nevi'im, there's something wrong. We should all be Nevi'im now. We should all be saying Nevi'im. We should all be, we should be, we should be living in the darche and because that's the chiyas and the atzmas of a Jew. That he's a ben navi. Therefore, when a great Navi would be revealed, revealing means it's always there, but it's covered up with all kinds of things. So when, when what? When a Navi would be by Jews, it wasn't a chiddush. Oh, now we're talking. It's somebody the way he's supposed to be. And those, the peels were all taken away. And this is who he really is. A Jew is really a Ben-Navi. A Ben-Navi doesn't mean that our grandparents were Nevi'im. That's true also. But it means he has in him a Shtikl Nevi'im. He has a Koyach Nevi'im. He is a Ben-Navi. This is who he really is. It's the Atzmas of the Jews that he's a Ben-Navi. Consistent. It's always... It's not a mikra. When Jews, when there's a navi, this is the way it's supposed to be. Lamashal, in min amehar is yigdalamdan. If from among the amaratsim, if there's if there are two parents and these parents whatever they don't know how to learn it all and they have a son that's a lamdan, it turned out to be a tamal chacham. So dvar mikra v'yitzim natava. Whoever say, wow, that's 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 amazing. That's really amazing. Such a lamdan. The parents were simple people. Everybody's everybody's in this poll is a lamdan. Now, if the parents are bnei tari, even though the father's not a scholar, but they're bnei tari, avshein shar bnei tari lamdan. The mikomakom ain't a mikraktivi v'atzmi. We expect that from bnei tari they should come out to me nechachamim. When you throw a guy, he's sitting in yeshiva fourteen hours a day. So hoping it'll be a Talmud Chacham. But if from the Amaratsim, if people are just totally unrefined and detached, and they barely connect, if, if from there will come out a Lamdan, the, the Oilam can't get over it. It's a Lamdan, it's a Talmud Chacham, came out from such parents that they, 
that they're, they're Amratzim. Amratzim, again, doesn't just mean they don't know. It means that they, they don't live that way at all. So we would say that, that, that they have a child, it's a lamb, and it's inconsistent with the parents. It's a Chiddush. But if from Bnei Torah that comes out of Lamdan, or from the Bnei Hanavim come out of Navi, that's what should be. Right? From the Bnei Torah, even though the, even though the father might not have been a Tamachacham, is a Ben Torah, means what? Torah is important. It means the children come home, they see the father's learning, he's in base Medrash now. He's not sitting, you know, falling asleep with a remote control, you know, with his fingers still pressed down and the, ch- and the chain is going ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he's, he, he's, uh, the father's, the father's uh, is with Torah. And what excites him is the Dvar Torah, and they see that the father of Shabbos is excited with the Dvar Torah. He might not know how to learn. It could be he didn't have the opportunity really to be in Yeshiva much. But the father's a Ben Torah. He talks like Ben Torah. He acts like He loves Torah. He respects Tamin Chachamim. The children go up in the house, so they come home and they hear the father says things about Rabbonim, Tamin Chachamim, that, that what? With respect, with Derech Eretz, with COVID, to Torah and Fugdali HaTorah. And for the Bnei HaYeshivas, that the Father speaks respectfully of Bnei Yeshiva, not like, God forbid, parasites, parasites, this, that, and, and, only, and, and who's important? You know, the, 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 the uh, journalist is important, or this one's, or the, the, the actor is important, or some, some guy that just wrote the latest book on, you know, on, on uh, Palestinians and Israelis or something. He's chashev. But about every curly in the light, and all the Lamdonim and the Bnei Yeshiva, look how he dressed, look how they talked. Eh. So when a kid grows up in a house like that, so if he comes out of Tamachacham, it's a Chiddush. We have Baruch Hashem nowadays such a such a, a, a thing, but it's a Chiddush. But in a house where the parents are B'nai Torah, even though they don't know how to learn, but they're B'nai Torah, there's a consistency that we hope that Bez Hashem, the way things are going, Shataka turn out, that the children can, should be. should be Tamachacham, the daughter and the girls who want to marry, Tamei Chacham. And it's the same thing when it comes to, and it's the same thing when it comes to, to, to Nevuah, to the Kayach Nevuah. Same thing when it comes to Nevuah. That, that, again, we're not massive what that means. We're not massive what that means. <coughs> so the fact, we're going to continue with Shem next week, but the fact that, it, that, that Hillel says, Hanach Lahem Yisrael, Imloi Nevi'im Heim, B'nei Nevi'im Heim, it means that Hillel is saying, I trust with my heart and soul. That these people who live here, and who saw and who received, and are people who are who, who are devoted and attached to the to, to what to Torah and to Darche and Nevoa, that they will act in a way that's consistent with everything they've heard and they've seen, and therefore I'm not afraid that there was any break in the Masara. I'm not afraid, but but could you imagine if Hillel would walk into some shul nowadays, even though they told him it's an Orthodox shul, and he would walk in and you'd see you know you see people wearing purple talaisim. And uh, and you know making all kinds of new tefillahs up and all different things. So what are you going to say? Hanach lehem Yisrael? What's Hanach lehem Yisrael? There was a break. There was a hefsik. There was something that was stopped, and there's something different. And therefore, nobody, therefore, Hillel wouldn't be able to say with with to trust Hanach lehem Yisrael. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. If she's going up for shishi, it must be her grandmother had shishi. So you say, Hi, Hillel. I'm sorry, her grandmother never had shishi. No? You can't say Hanach Lahem Yisrael anymore? That's what makes me cry. How come we can't say anymore Hanach Lahem Yisrael? And if we can't, then there's something wrong. If Hillel can't come into Habis Medrash and say Hanach Lahem Yisrael, Im Lam Donim Haim, B'nai Torah Haim, B'nai Nevi'im Haim. If we can't look at Hillel in the face, that's why I always say, you can make all kinds of lambdas about why you watch television. You only because you care, again, because you care about Israel, the same reason you say Shabbat Shalom, that's why you have a television. So the, if that's the only, and you have to, I always say, so okay, you, you would tell that to the Chavaz Chaim if you walked into your house and saw that thing on, and you sat down next to you and said, Shalom Aleichem, what do you have over there? You would say, oh, would you turn it off? And you could tell me that, no, the Chavaz Chaim could sit with me and watch, and he wouldn't be bothered by it. And if it would bother the Chavaz Chaim, then how come it doesn't bother you? And if it's not acceptable to the Chavaz Chaim, then why is it acceptable to you? And you can play all the games in the world that you like. But it's a game. And just under in Svansik, the game is over. And you could and you could go to the shows that you like to and you could and you could and all the games that you're playing. And if you think that the Chavaz Chaim can walk into your life at any moment and say, just watch this Jew and whatever he does, you could do what he does because so could you imagine? The Chavaz Chaim says, Hanach Lahem Yisrael. 
say if someone comes to Chavos Chaim and in Tavshin Shalmach Gimel, Rabbi, what should do? What should a Jew do on a Motzei Shabbos? How should one spend his Motzei Shabbos? Chavos Chaim and say, Oh, you see that Jew over there? He's going to his car right now. Go follow him. Hanach lahem can you imagine? So that so the guy ends up like in a movie theater, someplace in America and Garland, and he says, "That's what that's what that's what the Nevi'im did. <laughs> they went to the movies in America. They had Malava Malka. That's what they had in Motzei Shabbos. They didn't go anywhere. They had Malava Malka. That's what they did." We have to be able to look at the Chavaz Chaim in the face And the Chavaz Chaim should be able to point to any one of us And say to anybody who's near us Follow him He knows what he's doing And if not, then something is wrong And the Baruch should help us It's a good time to think about these things To make a and Nefesh That we should fit into the category of Hanach Lehem Yisrael